Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, The First of Its Kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany, Jessica, Jamie, Laura, and Melissa will be discussing Sarah M. Eden's book, Healing Hearts. As the only doctor in the frontier town of Savage Wells, Gideon McAmir knows his prospects for a bride are limited. The women folk in town are either too young, too old, or already spoken for. So, being a practical man, he decides to take advantage of the matchmaking services of the day, mail order brides, and sends away for a woman with nursing experience. When Miriam steps off the stagecoach in Savage Wells, she sees a bright future in front of her. But when the town and Gideon meets her, ready for a wedding, her excitement quickly turns to horror. Somehow, Dr. McAmir's message had gotten turned around. He didn't want just a nurse, he wanted a wife. When she refuses to marry him, she finds herself stranded in Savage Wells with some very unhappy townspeople. But Gideon is not like the other men Marion has met. Embarrassed by the misunderstanding, he offers her a job, and the two begin an awkward and often humorous dance of getting to know each other as they work to care for the people of their town. Romance blossoms between the two, but when a former medical associate of Miriam's arrives in town, Gideon and the other townsfolk must rally around Miriam to protect her from a dangerous fate. Gideon and Miriam must decide if they are willing to risk their hearts for each other even as buried secrets are brought to light. Would your reaction have been the same as Miriam if you had arrived in town expecting to accept a job, but your employer thought he was getting a mail order bride? Yes. I mean, it was weird because she's like, man, the whole town's out to greet me. This is a nurse. And then they usher her up to the church. <laughs> I was just as confused as her at the beginning. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, I, like, I was like, what? Yeah, this is a really big... Maybe I'm a skeptic. I'm like, I don't think any town is that friendly. Like, something's going on. Yeah. I don't know if I'd have ran, but I definitely would have reacted like, oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't run until the pastor starts saying, like, we're gathered here. I love how she has Gideon. Is this a wedding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's getting married? But then I, I felt bad for both of them because... Mm-hmm. It really wasn't either one of their faults. Mm-mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the bureau, the women's bureau messed it up. Yeah. She, yeah, because she was told she was going for the nursing job. Yeah. And he was told he was getting a bride. And he advertised for a bride that yeah. could, that's a nurse. also a nurse. Yep. So I felt bad for him. And I also felt bad because this was like the third time he'd been mm-hmm. jilted. Jilted, yes. And he's so kind. I'm like, how could you walk away from him? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to see how he, you know, how they describe how his outfit is. You know, how he's all tailored. and Oh, yeah, because he's from the East Yeah, Coast, so I'm yeah. trying to picture, he has to really stand out in this town. You know, like, yeah. you know, she described his tailored suit and it fits him and his house. and He comes from money, but I don't think he flaunts it. No, mm-hmm. no. <clears throat> It's just odd that his outfits didn't change. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't take on more of the West. He did a little, but yeah, not. But he's still a professional. He's still a doctor, so I think he's still... Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts, Laura? No, you guys pretty much had the same ones I did, so... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get your coffee this morning? (laughs) 
Well, I'm working on it. That's uh, okay. I'm, it's not as strong as I normally get, so uh. it's okay. Were you surprised by the way the townspeople treated her after she ran away from the wedding? No. Well, that was a strong no. I wasn't surprised, but I <laughs> well, wasn't. Well, I mean, you have to think about kind of how these townspeople are. You already know them from the first book, and they're a tight knit group the way it is. So they're thinking that. She's just like the other ladies. And so, yeah, they're not going to treat her nice. I mean, think about if somebody did, you know, your best friend wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to (laughs) be you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, here, let me help you out. They're not going to do that. This is true. She hurt Gideon, so they're already against her. Yeah. But with it not being her fault, I was a little disappointed in the town. Yeah, like, was... come on, this is not fair to treat a young lady like that. Like, she had no idea. Exactly. And I think that's, we saw it from her perspective more, so that's why I yeah. felt like that, too, because mm-hmm. I'm like, but she didn't know. Why are you being me? She didn't even know, but yeah. they yeah. all did, so. Especially Miss, what's her face? Is it Indicott, the preacher's wife? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she should have had she a lot more me. grace. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. Really. But she wasn't very nice in the first one, either. True. She was like a gossip, wasn't she? Or something? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you're not a very good pastor's wife. She needs to talk to her husband a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Many of the characters from Sheriffs of Savage Wells play important roles in this story. What were your thoughts on the role they played and the changes in their characters? So we'll start with Tansy. I liked how I liked her. I'm sorry, Jessica. No, go on go ahead. No, <laughs> so I liked her because she could relate mm-hmm. to Miriam in the way that she related to her. And so I feel like she really stepped up. Yeah. Tansy pretty much accepts everyone for who they are. Mm-hmm. And you hear some of her backstory, too. Yes, you learn so more about I'm trying it, to yeah. picture this, like, rough, big person, like, you know, trying to picture what she looks like and kind of helping mm-hmm. with nursing, Yeah, you know. But she yeah. was crucial. I mean, keeping her mouth shut, not yeah. gossiping. Like, mm-hmm. you went from this one character in the, the first book yeah. to, like, this whole, like you said, adding those details and the depth of her character mm-hmm. and just how she related. And mm-hmm. without and- her, I mean, it kind of makes you wonder... If she yeah. wasn't there, a lot of bad could happen. And how Gideon could count on her when yeah. he needed her. Mm-hmm. Like, I count on Tansy. Yeah, though. So, yeah. Expe- oh, my gosh. Her personality, too. It almost seems like towards the end, the one part where Tansy is like, you know, he take care of my horse right now. Like, I don't yeah. know if any other character could have been able to do that without raising any alarm to anybody. Oh, yeah. She was smooth about oh, that, yeah. wasn't she? Like, not giving away. Uh-huh. She just came off as crazy old Tansy. She did, like, yeah. I, I know, I loved him. Like, seriously, you need me to go look at your cow right now? And she's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I paid you with moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love her. I loved her reaction to Gideon's mom, too. Yes. She was like, I said I would cook you and uh, Miriam a meal. I ain't working with that lady. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> uh, what about Andrew? Because Andrew really starts to come into his own, really. Yeah. I like how he's able to be a deputy, but he's also can relate to Paisley's dad. Yeah. And know, like, when I need to go get Gideon or Paisley, like. He's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just see him grow. Like, exp- yeah. That like, certain conversation we're not going to talk about because I don't want to ruin anything. But, yeah. like, when Gideon and him are talking about 
just because one part isn't right doesn't mean the whole thing's broken. Yeah. Just seeing him grow, and even in that instance, like, from the first book of being in a tree to what he does now uh-huh. is just... And I think it's important awesome. he's... Kate stood up for him, and he yeah. has something to yeah. do. He, does, he has a purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like how, yeah, even with Dr. Blackburn's comments, he was like, I know I'm not crazy. You yeah. You know, like... Right. He was... I really liked him. What about Mr. Bell? That's Paisley's dad. I mean, he was in the first one, too. I don't know. He, I guess he's not as much now, but he's so... It's so much worse now for him mm-hmm. than, it is, than it was at the beginning. Yeah, he wasn't, like, really heavily in the book this time, but... <clears throat> but him and Miriam... Like, Miriam... Yeah. Well, and Andrew. I mean, I feel like he... He added a lot without yeah. being, like, a main character. Yeah, because they were taking care of him and mm-hmm. helping him out. Miriam's experience really mm-hmm. like helped her connect with him, I think, and help out with him. Mm-hmm. What about Hawk? There's Hawk is in this one more than he is the than he was the last one. <laughs> he surprised me in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought there was gonna be a battle between Yeah. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, who was gonna get Miriam? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But then he was like, I've been told that my heart's made of stone, so I'll never be I'll never be married. Do you remember that? Mm. And then Miriam goes, I think one day that will change. So I keep waiting for another book with Hawk. Hawk. I would love to see that. Someone should write her a letter. But I I know. (laughs) Can you please continue this? Can you please write a story for Hawk? Yeah. Um, Mrs. Willett, she is back in here again. And she treats Miriam bad, too. Yeah. Because is she the one that comes in with the cough? Or is that the one with the wrist? Yes. The cough. Was it the cough or the or wrist? The, the, the wrist and feeling sad? Yes. Depressed. depressed. She was depressed, yeah. yeah. And I thought even though she treated Miriam bad, Miriam showed her kite. Yeah. How about um, Kate and Paisley? Paisley didn't treat her very well at first. No, she no, didn't. No. I don't know. I feel like Kate... Paisley's always been that, like, just straightforward, say what's on your mind. And she was going... I feel like when she came in, she was having to go by what everybody else was saying. Mm. And then when she met Miriam and had that conversation, I think there was a turning point. Yeah. Kate didn't seem to, like... I don't know. He wasn't... He didn't show one way or the other. He didn't really take sides. Yeah. I have Mr. Larson listed, and I can't for the life of me remember. The lawyer. Oh, the lawyer. That's right. What'd you think of him? He had a bigger role this time. Last time he he was like that mystery character that didn't really come around yeah, very often. And this time he... I liked him. I think him standing up and and doing the research, Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't expect that out of him, I feel like, just because of how hermit-like he is. But to come out and do kind of... Everything that he was trying to do kind of speaks to the type of person he was. Yeah, and he was like almost like a different person. Like it's like yeah. he steps in like their courtroom and he's total lawyer and excellent at it. And then as soon as it's done, he's like, "I'm back to being a hermit. Don't talk to me. I'm walking out." <laughs> it's like that quiet yes. kid that finally opens up about a passion. It's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. He was interesting. Were there other side characters that I? Oh, Rupert. The little boy. He's so cute. Yeah. yeah. Rupert. Rupert was the first one to be kind to Miriam. Mm-hmm. And they had a bond over that. So. 
I did like it. And I loved how they were like, I can't figure out why he's limping. Yeah. <laughs> I asked him. <laughs> I just asked him. Well, um, what were your thoughts on Gideon's parents? First, I was not expecting his parents to show up. I yeah. No. I liked his dad. Yeah. Yes. I loved his dad because he could relate to him. And I love to see him because they seem to look exactly alike. You can't mistake them. Remember? Mm-hmm. His mom is overbearing. But she grew on me. She did. Yeah. Yeah, yes. she, yeah she was kind of that one that... She, yeah. like, just stepped in and kind of, like... Yes. Took well, over. Made fun of his furniture because it wasn't yeah. matching. She's just snotty. Like, yeah, like, like, good enough. Yeah. But then I liked how she stepped in and helped. Yeah. When needed, both his parents did. When push came to shove, it was like she respected Miriam a lot more. Yeah. Yes. What were you gonna say? Because you said oh, she grew on you. She, yeah, she grew on me. But I was also listening to the ebook, so her voice, as oh, when yeah. they did the ebook, and I, I liked how they did her voice. <laughs> <laughs> so she was very posh and very <laughs> like. Oh. But yeah, she was. At first, I was like, oh, gosh, uh, okay, how yeah. could this Gideon guy come from this? But mm-hmm. as it, and he never felt like he was good enough for his mom. Yeah. But, you know, towards the end, we see we see them both grow in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she grew on me in the way that she was able to use her yeah. like connections. and We're going to play their game. Play the game. We'll so she knew that, awesome. that that's how she was. She knew yeah. And she was confident in that. So yeah. she did grow on me. Like from the beginning. Yeah. His dad was my favorite though. I just he was like he just took Miriam in and was like her champion, you know. <laughs> I loved it. I also loved how he was like talking to Gideon about Miriam being the one for his son. Like he yeah. knew that. And then when Miriam, I can't remember what happened, but she like locked herself in that little closet and she oh, wasn't yeah. gonna come out. And he was like, "Get her some chocolates and flowers." And he's <laughs> like, mm, "I don't think that worked." And he brings his cello down, and his dad's like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "This is my chocolates and flowers. This is what <laughs> she wants." Is the cello? I thought that was so sweet. But, like one of my favorites because the cello was the one thing he kept private like no one knew until then that he mm-hmm. yeah did you enjoy the relationship that miriam had formed with rupert yes. oh yeah yes yes okay anything else besides yes that she was able to connect with him like when she he first came in you know like knew how to keep him calm she knew, distract what, him. Yeah, distract him. And it then, was, then we, it went to show her experience as a nurse. Yeah. And to just adjust to what the patient needs. And then they also formed that friendship. Yeah. I still think it was so comical when they're in the, she's keeping Rupert talking and distracted and the mom's in the corner listening to what they're talking about and just talks about like the look of horror on her face or something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That is so true. <laughs> Little boys. Uh, were you able to figure out what Miriam's condition was before it was revealed? No. No. I had a good guess just with different references she made. Like mm-hmm. it, it could only be so many things. Yeah. And I think the Sarah put in the, a note in the back of the book, too, just talking about 
how things were diagnosed back then and mm. how different it was. But when Gideon finds out or finds her the very first time, what did you think of his reaction? I was happy. Yeah, it really like, showed his heart as a doctor, yeah. I think, because he was very compassionate about it. And he didn't just dismiss her, even though he was nervous about if he could leave town like he wanted to and trust that she would be able to. I don't think he questioned her ability. It was just the like, not knowing when an episode mm-hmm. would right. happen. Yeah. The uncertainty. Yeah. Like, try not to say too much. Yeah. It was almost like an aha for him, like, oh, okay, this all makes sense now, instead of a, oh, well, this is horrible, and... Yeah. And he wanted to learn more about yeah. it, and... And, like, yeah. now he understood the remarks. You wouldn't have oh. married me if you knew what was wrong. You know, yeah. like, right. This, this you know, secrecy. What, yeah, and then mm-hmm. it started coming together. In the, like, the, I think, like, the info he got back from, like, the inquiries, too, where mm-hmm. it was like, oh, she was with us and then let her go. And, the, like, she had, like, seven jobs or something before. And she the came one there. was really nice. Like, yeah. They seem to have been friends, but I don't want to say. Yes, you're right. To protect yeah. her privacy. Because yeah. that was a good thing. Because it's really up to her to share, share it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know they had HIPAA back then. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> they did it. They were just courtesy. <laughs> but it's That's sad that she got... That's why we have to develop HIPAA because yeah. there's no courtesy. Exactly. <laughs> it's sad. Did you know that? <laughs> it's sad she got dismissed so many times. Because mm-hmm. you I can know. see what... She was a really good nurse. And mm-hmm. just... Because they didn't know what was wrong yeah. with her. When you hear the word asylum, what comes to your mind first? To jail. Just a bunch of zombie-looking... <laughs> like crazy... People in gowns just walking around. <laughs> it makes me it sad. Tends to be what they did back then. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like sad. Crazy people. Like I think. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking is that, you know. I I don't like that word. Yeah. I just get like I think sad because they're that is misunderstood. Misunderstood, and then um, I think I don't want to say creepy, but it's almost like terrifying. To not, like, I think it has yes. to be terrifying for them to not totally be in your right mind or in comp- control. But then I always think of the worst things that you hear that they used to do, like mm-hmm. electric shock therapy and, like, all these crazy things. And I'm like, they're being tortured. That's and what I I've read where one doctor would cut out part of their brain thinking mm-hmm. that would fix them. And it made them a vegetable. <gasps> I, oh. I read that, too, thinking, yeah. well, if I cut this part out, it'll fix them. A lobectomy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a what? A lobectomy? Yes. Yeah. That's She's our, our... Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think I get two different pictures in my head because I've toured, like, the old asylum down at IU before, so where they used to do all those things. So I see that in my head, but I also think of a haunted house, how they always <laughs> yeah. do, like, an asylum or whatever, so they... Yeah, that terrifying feeling yeah. like you were saying yeah like our haunted house yeah <laughs> did we go through one like that uh, i feel like we did all i remember is the when we haunted went hog farm the, oh i remember that one <laughs> that was terrible i was thinking of the one with the chainsaw guy yeah that and was he, a hog farm and he chased us to the car okay no but the one in fort wayne yeah. with the chainsaw you guys got away he cornered me with the chainsaw and i was stuck there do you remember that and i was like get that thing away from me they always chased us 
The we hog, were on top of the car the that The hog farm people did chase us. All the way to the car. And we were the only ones there. Yeah, I know. We were dumb. Why did we do that? And we were like, <laughs> like in Middlebury or yeah. something yeah this hog farm and they turned a barn into like a, a haunted, house. haunted house type thing and it was it was, was like a Friday night yeah, yeah like a Friday night we're like, like we all oh. worked at China Dragon we're like let's go to this hog farm <laughs> haunted like, house we're the only ones there <laughs> like we should have immediately turned away we should at that point right that's the stories you look back on like how did I survive <laughs> yeah, yeah, so long. I just remember her like being on top of my car like oh my god <laughs> through the whole thing. They were laughing the whole time. Yeah, they were, but we were laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were going to tie for real. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm sorry. Digress. That's what I think, though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did the laws at that time and the diagnosis of certain conditions surprise you? Yes. Comparison today, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How far think- we've come. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it didn't take much to no. put someone in an asylum. Apparently just being a female. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> and yeah. don't know how to deal with a female. Like, a female starts crying. Nowadays, like, men would never, you know, they just walk away. But it's like, oh, just put her in an insane asylum. It yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. If yeah. a woman had hysterics, and let's face it, we all have hysterics yeah. sometimes. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, she goes in the asylum. That's so, and the fact that the dad... Signed off on it. Signed off on it and took away all of her rights. Like she couldn't. Eat, she couldn't even get married. Because mm-hmm. remember, Gideon's like, well, what if I marry her? Then, then I'm the closest male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's not of her right mind. Yeah. So she can't get married. Now I think yeah. we still have those laws that when you're not in your right mind, you cannot mm-hmm. get married. Don't we still have those? I think so. I just think it takes a lot more to get somebody like committed. Yeah. That yeah. Diagnosis. Yeah. Or how hard it was to undo that or mm-hmm. and just like how her parents didn't want her to be seen in public mm-hmm. like how she talked I used to sit at the family table at dinner I wasn't allowed to anymore I had to sit by myself in another room yeah like they didn't she was cut off really. yeah just cut mm-hmm. out of yeah. the family and didn't she have like one or two older sisters or something she, like, she had older she had brother older brother yeah so, and one or two sisters, maybe, yeah. I just can't imagine doing that to any of my kids. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. And just to think, like, she doesn't have them very often. Yeah. But she kept saying, well, sometimes I might have one right after, but I could go years. Mm-hmm. And to think you just cut her off after the first one, like, yeah. But then again, like the ignorance of it back then. Yeah, they, they didn't did. know. They no. had no idea. So what? But still, what like, you don't know scares could you. Could you just yeah. abandon your daughter like? I mean, that? I couldn't. But I think back then, if you were rich enough and high society, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts about Doctor Blackburn and Miriam's dad? At first, I mean, I never liked Doctor Blackburn. You kind of already knew the type of person he was. But the dad. I thought would be just as bad, but he just kind of turned out to be naive. Or like easily fooled? Yes. Tiffany? I would agree with that. Dr. Blackburn was 
scary in my mind. And he seemed like he thought he could get away with whatever. And so I didn't like that about him. They they brought out the anger in me. I'm not going to lie. I oh, yeah. really disliked both of them. Mm-hmm. It just made me super angry. Yeah. Like, I wanted to go back in time and, like, make them disappear. Like, <laughs> like a hostility that probably should not be coming from me. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, how could you do that? Yeah. He just completely dismisses her. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're naive, like. Oh, yeah. I, just, I was like, now, Miriam, let's not start that. And I'm like. Are you kidding me? Yes. I pictured him as, uh, you know, in um, Beauty and the Beast, the character that comes to haul her dad away to the asylum, and he's, like, really creepy. Uh, Gaston? No, no, the no, older that, guy with the older scared guy, of ponytail. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, that's who I pictured. He looks like I the had, people fingers. Yeah, uh, Dr. Like, yeah, Dr. Dr. Blackburn? Yeah, I pictured yeah. him that way. I yeah. Had, uh, the movie Bolt, I don't know, Dr. Calico. Yes, Dr. Calico. <laughs> that's who I was picturing as Dr. Blackburn. Yep. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about Miriam and Gideon's relationship. Did you enjoy the journey of their love story? Yes. I, I know it's it. Tell really, us what you liked. I really liked this book. I loved it. What about it did you like? It had did it have the romance? It had the romance that I like in it. <laughs> and not as much shooting <laughs> as the last books. But I did, I enjoyed the healthcare aspect of it too. So yeah. yeah. I liked how they learned to trust each other and it just grew on that from yeah. their, their skills and I really This was that definitely part of your it. Yeah, I like Wheel it. Wheelhouse. Yes. Yeah. I love how the beginning of the book starts one way, and you're thinking, oh, this is never going to... But just the way that they develop their own love story, instead of just being thrown together and like going mm-hmm. along with it, yeah. they yeah. took that time to get to know each other. Yes. I just thought it was such a sweet love story. Yeah. yeah. I liked that. It made me fall in love with Gideon, and I fell in love with Cade first mm-hmm. time. But then I was like, no, I think I like Gideon better. He has that softer side i like kate though kate's attitude though he's yeah. just so like quiet it's like if ryan reynolds were quiet like, that's what i pictured like oh my gosh i killed him for less than that i'm like yeah yeah uh, i do like the charge <laughs> but i mean gideon yeah i liked how charge. she shared his drawings her drawings with him like right away yeah. i figured that would be like no that's mine it's like her cello yeah and she right away showed him stuff. Yeah. Um, was there a scene with the two of them that you enjoyed the most? I liked when they went out to that lady where the, the husband wouldn't let him examine her. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back, they stopped at, in the picnic yeah. and, and everything. I really liked that scene. My favorite was when he got the cello out and played it for her. I loved the end of the book as well. Like, I don't want to... No spoilers, but right, the end, yeah, like, like from a town that hates her to what happens at the end, yeah, is just sweet. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about how you would rate this book with our lassos. <laughs> Three lassos. Three. Three. Two. <gasps> what? <laughs> and it's not like it's a bad thing. <laughs> it's not that it was a bad book. It was a really good book, but it doesn't top the first one for me. I can so. see that. The first is more your your style. 
It it is totally. I'm sorry, we're losing your connection. I mean, this one was really good. It had it had it really was good, but it just didn't top the other okay. one. Okay, I'm gonna go three because I liked it better. Three lassos. I was hooked, and that was my second time reading it, and I was still like turning, yeah. turning, turning. Like I know what's coming, but I loved it. I'm like trying not to buy books because we have so many books in our house, but like I want to buy this so bad. I'm like, yeah. We've got like stacks on the floor and yeah. like, bookshelves before I continue yeah. with this edition. Thank you for tuning into our discussion of Sarah M. Eden's book, Healing Hearts. Join us next week as we wrap up this series. You can purchase these books and more on literaryscape.com. Consider supporting the show through purchasing books and becoming a patron. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, happy and blessed reading.